1: on video i've never been happier i'm made for a fucking podcast (laughs)
2: that's dangerous (laughs) listen to me we're at it
1: welcome to ufc unfiltered matt what a delight uh to see you and we have a lot to talk about today um we have uh, guests. We have uh, Dean Thomas. So, uh, Matt, you and I talked over the weekend. Uh, how, let's jump right into it. How you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing well. You know, I mean, I'm a little tired.
2: I taught the seven a.m. class at Sarah BJJ this morning, and then I usually come home. I take a nap before we do our thing. Yeah, I do that, but I had to get my car fixed. My buddy came. He took it somewhere. Okay, it's not a big story, but basically, I'm without a nap. So, do I seem less bushy eyed? Look at me. Yeah. No, you seen the same. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Listen, uh, amazing, amazing card. Heartbreaking what happened to Chris Weidman. Yeah. Yeah. Fr- as my as a friend of his, it's just to see anybody in pain like that, you know? And you know what? People, and it's, just so sh- it's like the strangest thing ever that, like, I think out of three times this ever happened, like two out of them, two out of three, he was involved in. He was
1: in the cage for both, for two of them. Yeah, you're so, right.
2: It is, that's really just kind of like. I don't even know what kind of odds that is. It's, it's it just seems very more than just unlikely, it's just insane that. Yeah. You know, but uh, Chris kicks so hard, you know, and
1: um you know, it that's it's always a possibility. It it doesn't seem like there's anything that I can think of that it'd be more painful yeah. than snapping your leg like that and stepping back and kind of collapsing oh. onto it. He uh he did have surgery though. I mean, the good news is Chris has had successful surgery. And he posted uh, that he's not able to walk for eight weeks, but at least they, the surgery they said went well, which is great news.
2: At least, exactly. At least uh, the worst is, is the over. But to see that happen to your friend like that, to anybody,
1: yeah, it is brutal,
2: you know? And, you know, there's some fucking insensitive assholes. When this happened to, uh, they're like putting up, like tagging things in with like, basically putting out there, when when this happened to, to Anderson Silva, there was a good fuck meme because when I did not know when we didn't, I didn't know the guy's leg was broken. in right. You remember this? Yes. I, I apologize for it. Cause I didn't, when you, when it happened, we're like, Oh, what, the fight's over, what happened? Oh, he broke his leg. You think that he hurt his leg. You don't think yeah. that. him. So it was such confusion that, uh, I don't know. People were using this as, as well something to harp on like that incident and said, yeah. calmer or this or that, or, you know, I mean, it's just horrible. I mean, for anybody to get that injury is just such a it's just so horrible. Since you know, and obviously, if you know the person in the family, it just makes it that much worse.
1: It, it was horrible. It was very, very. uh And and, and in a way, too, and Uriah, I mean, it was interesting. It was the first the first strike thrown, I think, was that. And um I thought Uriah Hall handled it. As as well as he could have. I mean, he handled it with a lot of respect and, and you know a lot of love for uh, for Chris and you know I th- I thought he handled it as well as could have been expected.
2: Hey, listen, he said we know Uri is a classy guy and that's not how he wanted it to, to go
1: down, obviously, you know. And they both looked in great shape. Yeah, you know, and uh, and the first fight, Matt, the first fight it was weird because the first two fights ended because of leg injuries. Um, Anthony Smith against Jimmy Crute. Uh, he had that thing that almost, I think, that uh, uh, Sean O'Malley had, which was when the, when the nerve gets hit a certain way, and you can't step on the leg, and it's collapsing.
2: It was so crazy. That was crazy. Wow. You got to listen really quick about that fight. Uh, one thing is Anthony Smith's jab <laughs> was just, well, oh. what am I looking at? Was, right? It was just beautiful to watch. And uh, Jimmy Crue was kicking. He was kicking. He was kicking yeah. well. And, he's, and what a, I was about to say, what a brute. Recruit, but even but he's such a but a, a beast. The fact that even with his leg like, injured, he boom, he got the takedown, yeah. and he was like trying to. He probably knew that he's going to be hard to stand back up. So then, and he wanted to still go, you know. But i yeah. ah, man, what a total beast. So his stock does not go down. Nope. Anthony Smith looked like the, like a veteran in there, yeah. but you know, uh again, I can't wait to see Jimmy crew back either. I mean, uh, you know, also, I mean, that was uh that was a lot of heart by him.
1: Let, let's bring Dean Thomas in, too, because he was there at the fight. And we still have to cover, oh. obviously, the three. Uh, t- it, it's one of the most exciting night of fights I've seen. Uh, I can't remember. Maybe ever or, or close to it. It's one of the most exciting cards I've, I've, I've witnessed.
2: Yo, hey, Spike Lee, Steven Spielberg. How are we doing with that fucking camera? <laughs> I was just oh. trying to get your attention. Hey, hey Dean. You, you're up, a fucking, you are a jack of all trades, Dean Thomas. But a cameraman is not one of them. I'm a jack
3: of all asses, rather. Don't worry about. Wow, well, jack of all <laughs> I don't
2: know. Listen to me. I love your facial hair. You know Manscaped used to sponsor us. Do you want me oh, to really give them your number? You yeah. want to get you want to get
1: in touch with Manscaped? Yeah, I probably should. I think it looks good. I like the salt and pepper like beard. It? Yeah, it's very trainerish. Yeah, right. Yeah, like a wise sage who's kind of come into it. Yes, I like it. A sage. Yeah, I see I feel like that. I feel like it, it
3: makes me more sophisticated and people listen to me more.
2: Man, you're no fucking wizard. Are you want to do like a black, the black Gandalf, put a fucking <laughs> hat on you and, a, and a, give him a staff. That <laughs> <Yes, mother butter. laughs> is the best. So what were you saying? I, I said the
1: whole night, the whole night was incredible, but we got to also, before we even get to the main card, we got to even mention to Randy Brown, who looked incredible against, uh, Alex Oliveira, he looked so good in, in a first round finish. But he, I, you don't realize how big he is sometimes. Like I forgot what a big guy he is. Um, he looked giant uh, compared to Olivera. So congratulations to Randy Brown. That was a great first round finish.
2: Got the uh, the one arm rear naked choke
3: there.
1: Yeah, he looked phenomenal, man. Like you're right about that too.
3: Like he's a lot bigger than you think he would be. Like and he's like and he's not even really skinny either. So it's kind of weird like how his body shape because he's so long. But he used that length for good measure too. So, like, yeah, man, he's he could definitely be a, a problem in the division if he gets it together.
2: You know what I, I need, yeah. Jimmy? Yes. I need Dean Thomas's agent. He's everywhere. Yes, he is. He's everywhere. Cage side, Trevor Whitman. He took Trevor Whitman's role with Trevor Whitman's usually giving a little analysis, outside analysis. Yeah.
3: I took Trevor Whitman's job. You know, I'm
2: like, yo, and like if anybody could do that uh, as good as Trevor Whitman, you know. It'd be Longo, but listen, I'm happy that they got <laughs> you there, he, he the you did great, buddy. You Thank did you. good. I was, I was proud of you, and I did not know you don't even. T- he doesn't even like tell me as a friend. Like, hey man, I got this gig. I just, I get surprised, Jimmy, like you do. Of oh, course, God, this is my
3: buddy. Well, I, because I don't know how long anything's gonna last. You know what I'm saying? Like everything could be won and done. So for me, I'm just like I need to take advantage of what I've got, this in the in my face right now, and just handle it. And then hopefully they bring me back because I don't know, man. You never know with this game.
2: How'd you get your name in a hat with that Trevor Whitman thing? Did they go look, man? We're talking to you. We're talking to Javi Vasquez and Greg Jackson.
3: Hold on, don't get, don't count your uh, chickens. What happened? How did, how did it go? No, happened? I think it was just because I did the um the weigh in show with uh with DC. And Laura Sanko and uh, Dan Helly. So I did the weigh-in show uh, the day before. And they were like, hey, do you want to try this spot? Because Trevor can't do it because he's obviously coaching.
1: So I was like,
3: yeah, I got you. And I think it was just because I made a couple of jokes about D.C. You know, they liked the fact that I was kind of clowning on D.C. a little bit.
1: How did you like doing the gig? Like, did, were you nervous or did, were you comfortable doing it? No, I was comfortable doing it, but it was difficult because
3: the crowd and I couldn't hear myself. Like you, can, you can't hear yourself with the crowd there. So it's like you're talking and you don't even know if you're saying it right.
1: Right. And then plus you got the, uh, three, you know, John and Joe and DC. And you, so you got three other guys are talking and the action's happening. Yes. You want to jump in at the right time. Yeah. It seems like it's a it, it's it's a skill. It, it's not as easy as it seems. No, you're right.
3: Because like I'm listening to them and then I'm also, you know, waiting for, you know, the production side to, to chime in on something and tell me, and you know they and they don't care. They're just like, hey, hurry up.
1: <laughs> so like, it's kind of it is difficult. You gotta you gotta be focused. What did you think? I mean, it was, the the night was amazing. I guess we should start with uh, Valentina over and Andrade. I mean, taking her down and just beating her up on the floor, which I don't think anybody really uh, expected that. And it, it almost seems like Valentina just wants to win, however, in a way that nobody thinks she's going to win. Um, I, I was shocked that she spent the entire fight on the floor. Yeah, well, you know what it is. I think that. I don't think she's jealous of Amanda, but I think she
3: wants what Amanda has. And I think she, you know, because everybody looks at Amanda as the goat. She's so much better than everybody. And I think she wants to try to prove that she's on that same level. But she has she still has these two losses to Amanda. So she can't. And Amanda's not really all that eager to give her another fight. So it's like I think she's really just trying to prove to herself and the world that she's on the same level as Amanda.
2: Everything yeah. is so clean. Everything is so clean. Her ta- like you would think, yeah. like you would think, because her striking is so crisp and uh, uh, you know, and uh, and so measured in her distance and her timing, that something would have to give with these other areas. But when you see her takedowns with these knee blocks, how she's stepping her knee behind the other knee and then she's getting out, she's going to the other side, and it's just so fluent and and yeah. and just. And and she's so dominant. And then when she got down there, I mean, listen, you saw DC do it versus Vulcan. But uh, but shit, man, she it's not the first time she gets somebody crucifixed. She does that Matt Hughes style, and she thinks, yeah. she she. It's just. It is brutal. It reminds you of Matt Hughes versus BJ Penn that
1: time when you just you can't get out. I love it. It's an attack I do daily. I hate watching that. It's so claustrophobic. When I see someone in the crucifix, like that's how I would get my ass kicked no matter where I fought. (laughs) Somebody would just fucking hold me down and pummel me. That's like a schoolyard. Thing like when you see somebody getting beaten like that, it's just helpless. And there's and she's dropping elbows and it's brutal.
3: Yeah, man. She's she's definitely a difficult puzzle. And Matt, I know that you could appreciate her technique because like she's so precise and she gets to those spots so quickly that you can't defend them. You know, most people kind of like just try to take down from awkward positions and just try to muscle it in, but she's getting into them spots like instantly, just getting into that that body lock takedown that she has the timing of it, was perfect, her body positioning was perfect, and And it's not just now that she did it because if you watch her fight against Juliana Pena, it was the same exact thing. She gets in on that body lock. Her takedowns are perfect. She's always getting those like near
2: side underhooks. So they the the, on bottom they can't defend properly. They're out like this, like "Eh." so. Fucking they can't (laughs) use their. They can't get the forearm in, so they can only defend so much. And she's either tying them up or oh my goodness. She. I mean, what could you say other than we have to wait for somebody to. somebody new to arise. like like she's taking out look at who she's finishing i mean she's just she's just i can't say enough about it she's like she's like the complete like total package as far as skill set like you know what i mean it's not you it's hard to find any
3: weakness there anywhere she doesn't make mistakes that's it she really doesn't make mistakes and if you get something on her you have to earn it like amanda beat her basically just by like overwhelming her with stuff. She didn't really make any mistakes against Amanda. She just kind of overwhelmed her and just was bigger by overwhelming her. But she didn't really make any mistakes. She might have lost to her. But she wasn't beaten by like she wasn't right. beat
2: down. They could no. still be fighting
1: if it wasn't broken up. You know what I mean? Right. it's like, yeah, one of yeah. those things. She's that girl. Man, she's such a, she's so badass. Wouldn't wouldn't Matt wouldn't you love to see? And it probably won't happen because of the weight difference. But I mean, wouldn't you love to see uh like has Rose ever indicated that she wanted to move up, uh, or that she was able to move up? And I, I don't I don't see Valentina going down to uh, dropping 10 more pounds but has that ever been indicated by rose or no that's a fight I would love to see
2: I never heard that I don't think she should I look at her she looks great in this like she
1: does I just want to see that fight I mean
2: dude that what she what she did
1: uh in
2: that, let's talk about Rose for a second because I mean yeah. now, listen all the praise I mean she's just so she's just so dominant yeah. and so dynamic um and one of the best ever It's just amazing. Yep. Yeah, but uh but but I mean Rose holy it was very it was very emotional. Because she's such a sweet girl, and when you see her before the the fight, and when you see her, her talking to yourself, you're like, "What is she saying?" Yeah, and then she's like, I, "I am the best. I am the best. I'm telling you. I'll tell you. That can get you emotional." It was very like, "Oh, it's like what yeah. is she? It's like wow. She's this is this is pretty deep. Like you know what I mean? Like she's she's getting herself ready. Rose versus. Hey, listen, Wiley Jung. Let me tell you something." She is. She is her. Her fight with Joanna check? You like that? I said that. Without a problem. It, it you know it takes a, while, like a little kid. It takes away when I say a name right. When I say it right, and I get like this.
1: Oh,
2: You like <laughs> Thomas?
1: No, you said you said check. I mean, it's close.
2: Fuck up! I said it right. Joanna. <laughs> Listen. Anyway, after that fight, you're thinking, how? I mean. Like, Rose, she has to have, dot her eyes, cross her teeth. She can't make one mistake with this girl because she's a powerhouse.
3: Fucking powerhouse. She, the poor Ioana she made her into a blue head. You got I me. Mean, it was dangerous. I know. So, I thought, you know, honestly, I thought Waley John would win that fight just because she's so strong. She's so yeah. good in the pocket. She's such an amazing athlete. But when Rose comes out, and there's something about Rose. Like, Rose is my favorite fighter, too. So let me go on record to say that Rose is my favorite fighter, but there's something about her that's so relatable to the struggle of fighters because you can kind of see her going through her processes and dealing with the struggles mentally and emotionally of going out there to fight. And you can watch her win those battles within herself and still be able to come out and perform like the champion that she is. And there's something relatable and honorable about that, which is why I love her so much because you watch her go through these processes of like, underperforming because she wasn't mentally there. Then you watch her do things like you were saying before. Like, I'm, I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best. And I sent that to Jillian. I said, look at the way she's saying this. She's not just saying this out of routine. She's saying this because she believes it. And you can see it in her face that she believes it. And she went out there and performed the way she, she should have. And I don't know, man. I just love watching her fight, man. She's so skilled. She's so talented. And again, like you can see her winning her, her own internal struggles in real time in fights
1: the way the way she wins is interesting too like there's not one pattern like you know yoana she beats uh you know with strikes where nobody thought she was going to beat Joanna with strikes everyone thought she was going to beat her on the ground she gets her to tap a strike and then she comes back and she beats her in a decision so she goes five rounds and wins that way Andrade she was doing great in the first round and then she gets dropped on her head loses comes back wins a decision wiley zhang she beats with a head kick like there's really she seems like very difficult to figure out she's not winning the same way Um, you know, she can win fast in the first round or the second round, or she can go the distance. So I I think that really shows how, how uh, the variety, everybody knows how good she is on the ground too. And she hasn't needed that. in I guess the last four fights.
3: Yeah. But you also got to credit, you know, Trevor Whitman, really. I mean, what he's done with, with those athletes is just amazing. And he just credits it. He credits it to the fundamentals, just focusing on the fundamentals. And for me, it's, it's easy to say that, but to be able to get these high level athletes to, to rely on that and have confidence in just the basics is difficult because everybody wants to do the flashy stuff. Everybody feels like they got to, you know, do something extra, but to be able to get these high level athletes and the best fighters in the world to just believe in their fundamentals is crazy. And he's done that. So like, i take my hat off to Trevor.
1: Yeah. So who does, who does Rose fight, uh, right. Fight next, um, rematch. That would probably be in order. Right? I, I wonder if they do that do or do they do it um, to make it a huge fight? Do they have this um, in Vegas or do they have UFC in China uh, because she's they were talking about her social media in China like the Chinese version of Twitter I forget what it's called. but you know the sh- thing she does they get like a billion impressions like you know she's a massive massive star in China. So you wonder if they if they do the next UFC China and they have the uh, Zhang Rose rematch be the main event that would be a you know uh, a huge fight in China
3: I mean who else is there you know I mean I'm, I'm dying for Tatiana Suarez to come back because when she was fighting she looked like no one could beat her she was unstoppable but she she's had. been out for a couple of years I don't know I think she had injury like a neck injury so she's been out but I think that if she came back and got some momentum going I think she poses a threat to every last one of them just her style was just very difficult. She was like the female version of Habib.
1: Mackenzie Dern is number five. Uh, uh, Yen is number uh, three. So, uh, I mean, there's a couple of interesting fights. She's not going to fight in Jacek again. She's beaten her twice. Um, and maybe if it's not Zhang the rematch, it's going to be one of those. But maybe Wiley Zhang gets the rematch. Um, even though it was a first round KO, she's still such a big star in China. That'd be kind of crazy not to do that.
3: Yeah, but you know them first round KOs. You can always look at them and just say that was a fluke. Sure, you know, so like it does make sense for that rematch and to give her another opportunity. Um, and we all know that like in rematches from those fluke type knockouts, they tend to be good anyway. So yeah. I do think that a rematch is in order. I think yeah. give her another chance.
2: Fucking looking at me, Dean Thomas, when you're doing the saying the fluke in the first round knockout and, <laughs> twice, and you looked at me, gave me a weird
3: look. You're a fuck. I did not. You gave, oh the no. fluke, the fluke. I know what the no, fuck? you know the flukes. I knew I knew that knockout over George St. Pierre was not a fluke because I remember watching that fight at the bar and I saw how you were investing in the body, and I knew he wasn't looking, I knew he wasn't gonna protect his head. And as soon as he did as soon as you saw it all opening, you dotted him right in the, right in his forehead and he dropped. And I saw it, and he tapped the strikes too. So I knew that I knew that fight like the back of my hand.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Devour, the official frozen meal of the UFC. They put big flavor first with premium meats, creamy sauces, and gooey cheeses. How good does this sound, Matt? Check out yeah. their buffalo chicken mac and cheese. The next time you're in the freezer aisle, Ooh. it's mothered in a spicy buffalo cheddar cheese sauce that'll knock your socks off. Ooh. Or how about their loaded potatoes with Angus beef and bacon? God, that sounds good. It's You guessed it, loaded with crispy bacon and delicious hunks of Angus beef. It sounds so good. Whatever you choose, Devour Meals is the new favorite frozen meal. I love Devour, Jimmy. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get nuts with the meals, Jimmy. Devour Meals, the official frozen meal of the UFC. You put in the work training at the gym, on the court, at the track, wherever you go. You push your body to the limit. Now, maximize your results. Discover how to unlock your inner champion with Thorne's high-performance sports nutrition line. With the most comprehensive line of NSF certified for sport products on the market, Thorne is the unquestioned leader in both quality and innovation in sports nutrition. With pre-built fitness bundles like Thorne's training bundle, you can jumpstart your training and fitness routines and help take your performance to the next level. Don't trust your body to anything else. Choose the supplement brand with the extensive third-party testing and the highest level of certification recognized in pro sports Choose Thorn, the official sports performance nutrition partner of the UFC. Visit Thorn.com and use the promo code UFC10. That's T-E-N for 10% off. That's promo code UFC10 and you get 10% off and Matt and I get the credit and that's all that matters.
2: You know what, Dean Thomas? We're going back to Texas. You know that. I don't know if Jimmy knows that. I didn't know that. Jimmy didn't get the memo. No. Or oh, the Jim. invite. Well, I'd invite him. But I'm not, I'd am invite you, Jimmy. I understand, but it's not your call. I'm, not busy. Sarah, can't I'm busy. I care about it. looking for a fight. I'm a guest on that fucking show. I'm bu- I'm busy anyway. When are you going? Certainly not Dean Thomas looking for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's Data White looking for a fight. And hey, wait, it's a couple of chums. Yeah
1: now the uh should we now should we talk about uh two things i would love to get to Uh, obviously the main event um kamar usman who's just uh he he looks almost unstoppable um what what did you think and were were you were you surprised i wasn't surprised he won but i was surprised that it was such it was like a movie knockout with the sweat flying like it was like one of those things they try to film to look cool um I was shocked that it ended as fast as it did.
3: Yeah, I mean I don't think anybody expected that. You know, Usman is not known for his power. We almost and now I'm sure he's going to have to be known for his power, but he wasn't really known for his power even though he did knock or you know knock out Colby Covington and Gilbert Burns, but just wasn't known for his power. And the fact that he did hit George and George was saying all that stuff about man he doesn't hit very hard. Yep. Like no one expected that. I mean that was like I don't know what the odds makers had Usman by knockout were but it had to be pretty lopsided. So I mean I don't know I was I was pretty excited for Usman at that moment because like here's a guy who works really hard and as the champion you could tell that he still works hard to maintain to maintain that. Where a lot of champions kind of fall off and they and they kind of lose sight of the of the goal but I think he's got more I think he's really trying to prove that he's the best ever to do this. But he's also
2: the way he did it was so smart because it's he's really disguising his intentions and also making you know his opponents think, at least worry the threat of that fucking shot. He got him down early. He mm-hmm. got him down with that when he took him down. And uh, you know, Gabe Brad was expecting that for five rounds. So the second they hit the floor, I was impressed with Jorge off his back. Putting the feet in the hips, fucking backfisting them. He was more. He was doing more damage on bottom. Yeah, but, he was. But Carol was. You know, he's not. He's not a punk. Down. East. He's 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 smothering, looking for his own shots. So then when he got back up, when when first of all, the setup was beautiful. It was Longo used to show me something very similar where you're almost just you're swatting away like a like almost like a lead, left lead hook to that to a to, to the lead hand and like pulling it out of the way into the right hand there was no wind up at all it was boom just straight it was so wow i mean the technique the, the execution of it was a beautiful think a beauty to watch like i could kept watching it going like look at how he swats away that it's like he pulls down that front arm the front hand and just then that chin is right then he punches through it right from each turns that shoulder and that hand comes right from the chin it was just, and, and then you got to understand with Hoy, who already was taken down, it's the equivalent of him. He has a great chin. If this isn't a kickboxing match, who knows if that's landing because they'll be aware of it. He's thinking, even for a split second takedown, it's a, it, the shots that you don't see are the ones that hurt you. So for him just hesitating that split second, it's him standing still and, uh, and just getting that, that right hand going right to him. It's like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't care who you are. You're not going to be
3: able to absorb that. I mean, oh, beautiful. And Matt, you're right, man. Like, you, you said it best. Like, he's disguising those intentions. Like, and you can see him. It's almost like he don't even know what he's going to do at times because he faints up, he goes down, and he faints, then he'll punch down, then he'll shoot down. So he's constantly going up and down, and guys really don't know what to expect from him. And then the fact that he's so much longer, like his arms are so much longer, he has this luxury of being able to touch you from from where you can't touch him. So he's fainting, fainting from out here and then still punching, jabbing you, jabbing you to the body, still jabbing you to the head. And you just don't know where things are coming from. Like you can't allow Usman that type of space and that much time to get going. And that's really what it is. And how do you stop it? I don't know. Every time I've trained somebody to fight him, I lost. So I don't know how to beat him.
1: He's um, And he's fighting Covington's getting the rematch. Um, is is Usman's next fight and then there's Edwards against Diaz so do you think the winner of that gets the winner of Covington um uh, Usman
3: you would have to think that the winner of that would get that especially if Leon wins i mean if if Nate wins if Nate wins i don't know because you know Nate plays hardball in the negotiation room. so if Nate wins they'll probably he'll probably sit out another year because you know for whatever reason but if Leon wins you know Leon's going to get it and i do i do think Leon stacks up probably better than anybody else against Usman for that length perspective, because Usman won't enjoy that same length uh, advantage that he has over everybody else. Cause Leon is just as long.
1: And you said something too, uh, which kind of was something else I wanted to, and I want to get both your opinions. Jones is uh, they're going back and forth and they said now maybe Lewis against in And again, I don't know what they're offering John. And I'm certainly not going to question Jones's negotiation because he's obviously worth whatever he can get. But do you think that he's making – because he hasn't fought in a while. Is he making a mistake by allowing this opportunity to pass? Because if if it becomes – let's say Edwards – let's say uh, Lewis beats Ngannou. I mean, Lewis against Jones is very interesting. But uh, Ngannou, uh, Ngannou against Jones as the champion, I think, is the most interesting fight for him. So do you think that he's making a mistake allowing this to kind of slide by?
3: uh so again like you said like i don't know what it's like in the negotiation room and i don't know how much jones wants to fight like that's the real that's the real thing like how bad does he want to fight like if he wants to fight he needs to he may he needs to negotiate better if he doesn't really care the ufc will move on without him and the ufc will do just fine without him like ufc did does fine without ronda when connor was going The ufc does fine so like that's the one thing that these guys don't realize. Is the UFC will move on without you and do just fine. They'll create another star. So, like, if you want to fight, you got to be able to negotiate. If you don't care, then, you know, stick it out. And, and you know, if you don't, if you don't care, you, you got money, enough like that, st- you know, wait it out. But if you care and you really want to do something for your legacy and, you know, be the heavyweight champ in the world, then you might have to, you know, be willing to negotiate down a little bit.
1: Yeah, and again, I can't say he's wrong because I don't know what they're. I mean, who am I to tell John Jones what he should ask for? You know, um, he's arguably the, the, the best of all time. But you know, if you if you want to step in and fight Francis, I, I think it's a mistake to let Francis fight somebody else for. I mean, that's a huge payday you could lose if you're thinking of it just in those terms.
3: Yeah, I mean, he could lose that. But again, like if he doesn't really care. Right. Then he doesn't care. But like if he like if he wants to make a statement and be the greatest ever, greatest heavyweight ever, this and that. And the third, if he wants to make that statement, he needs to take that fight right now.
2: Thomas, why do I see on your screen name? It says De Niro. That's it? my real name. Yeah. Now, this is what I'm talking about. I always make fun like, like your parents couldn't spell and stuff. But meanwhile, no, they yes, they can. It wasn't D I N on your on your your birth certificate. Well,
3: actually, it is. Yarrow is my middle name. I just put it together. Anyway, listen to me, <laughs> <laughs> Matt. You, Matt, I miss you so much, Matt. Like I, mean, I can't so get dumb. enough, from Matt Serra. This is what I told Dean. I Donald.
2: can. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I told Dean Thomas. I go, yo. I go. I don't get to Texas often, right? <laughs> Dean, Dean knows where I'm going with this. I go, yeah. I don't go to Texas often. I go, we're going to be there shooting the show. I go, you going to, the, I go, you're going to be at the fights this weekend. He goes, yeah. He does not even tell me. First of all, I told me you, you had a fighter. they didn't even tell me you work. And You're like, yeah, I'm going to be there. So I go, all right. I go, I go, if you see Joe Rogan, I go, where are we going to be in Texas? Are we going to be anywhere near where he does his show? And then Dean goes, yeah, I don't know, like an hour or two, whatever it is. I go, let's do a road trip, man. I go, you see Joe. Tell him that we're gonna. We'll, we'll ask him uh, if, if he, you know, wouldn't mind us jumping on the show with him and having a good time. And Dean's like, I right, I'll get him. I'll, I'll ask him. So Dean, I Peter <laughs> Dean, Dean. So I texted Dean, I go what out of me? <laughs> he goes, nah, man, I can't get at him. He doesn't want to talk to nobody. I go, what are you talking about?
3: It's us. <laughs> he goes, ah. I know, man. Listen, but he was like, like Joe Rogan is like on another level now. Like he walked, like he walked in like five minutes before the show started.
2: Like <laughs> that's our old friend. You think you know what is funny, Dean. Now that I thought about it, because I'm not really thinking about it like that. I'm thinking about it like me and you, because I'm never out. I'm just inviting myself on the guy's show. <laughs> but I'm yeah. like, I'm thinking of me and you, because we know him such a long time, fucking 20 years. Yeah. two thousand and one. That He would probably want us on. So I'm like, what do I you know? And, I, and, and you're like, don't you got his number? I'm like, I do, but it might be
1: his old number. So I don't want to call somebody different. I have this new number, but I don't know if I'm permitted to give it out. Well, ask them. I'll say to Joe, "Look,
2: do not ask him."
1: Couple of friends want to reach out, Joe. No,
2: no Jimmy, I am okay. not. You are not my connection to Joe Rogan. All right, I'm, I'm friends with him also.
1: Yeah, no, man. Listen, man, Let have, me tell you, I, might
2: I have see. his real number. Yes. All right, anyway, listen. Yeah. The point is this. You dropped the ball, Dean Thomas. I, I mean, did drop the ball, but I for don't good mean reason. You were road trip
3: and to get to Joe's show. No, listen, we're going to I'm going we're going to make it happen. Jimmy, I'm going to get, get the number. Like this.
1: Jimmy going to give me the number off the air. Absolutely. I'll say to Joe, "Look, there's a couple of guys I know, I'm sure you know them. They would love to chat. Maybe I'll just say, "Hey, look, Dean Thomas or Matt Sarah would love to talk to you if you're interested." This in ship is sailed,
2: my friend. No, it hasn't I know it didn't. The ship is fucking sunk. Listen to me. You know what I'm doing tomorrow. You know what I'm doing tomorrow, guys? Like, what? I know, why do I do that? I just tell you what I'm doing. You, you know, know what we? You know we don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know we have no idea. We're way down in our relationship. When the things that annoy him about annoying. but <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but I mean, you know, like, we don't know. know like, like, I like, <laughs> don't know. It's always be like, hey, Jim. You know what I seen the other day? He's like, watch. Like, yeah, he knows. Yeah. I'm going to stop doing that, Jimmy. No, please don't. But guess what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm going to do- <laughs> guess. Guess what I'm doing. I already told you. That's why I said it. Okay. What do are you what doing? I am doing, because we're talking about podcasts. That's right. Jimmy doesn't listen to me, because I already told you.
1: You're me. doing a podcast.
2: I'm doing, <laughs> fuck, asshole. I am going to do The Tramp. Wait. With Frankie oh. Edgar. Yeah. Shut just- <laughs> The champ and the tramp. Wait, is yeah. the, wait, what comes first? Is it the tramp and the champ?
1: Not in my life. In, the, in my life, it's the tramp first.
2: <laughs> no, in this one, Frank is the champ, and his buddy is the tramp. Who's Uh-oh. his buddy? Roger, that No, he's a he's a the guy used to date a Jersey housewife. He was married to a housewife. No, not a. <laughs> no, a fucking ner- a, the, the Jersey Shore girl.
1: He was he. He's, right, what is it? The Jersey Shore. Yeah. Yeah. So who is he married to? Snooky or Sammy or who is he Jay married wow. to? Jay Wow, Jay Wow. Oh, she's lovely. Jay Wow's husband Listen, another Jay Wow. Enough she's delightful. Can we? Just <laughs> I'd love to take food. her out for a soda. She's very pretty. The point is this.
2: <laughs> the point is this. I am doing Frank Young's podcast tomorrow. Yeah. I'm driving over to Tom's River. It's like three hours from my house. Really?
1: It's a long drive. What, what time are you taking?
2: A three-hour drive. What am I doing? I got to go to this. I should probably get a buddy to do a road trip with me, no? What, what time are you taking? mind if I brought a buddy. It's like 8 o'clock at night, Jimmy. You want to do it with me? No. And uh, So you're going to be leaving at rush hour. That's perfect. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. You no, know why? It feels to me like, listen, I, I take three-hour road trips when I go corner the guys in Atlantic City. And I sometimes, you know I do that by myself. Let me clear my head. You know what I
3: mean? Get my head yeah. straight. Put the music on. Get on that- I do it, too. Do you really? I drive a lot, man. I do. I mean, in fact, that's how I got to Jacksonville. I drove. How far is that from where you live? It was three hours for me, but I drove there. And then I had to. And then I drove to Miami because I had to drop somebody off in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> you act like it's right next door. How far is that? That's like two hours from me or the other direction. Oh, that's
2: not good. Hey, man. Well, listen, well, let me listen, I like to have a good time. Frankie, I told Frankie I want to go on a show. Did you? He's right over here? Yeah, I'll go on his show. I like Frankie Edgar. Why can't you? Why can't you do it on Zoom though? I guess I could, but I want to do it. I'm going to do it in studio.
3: It's a, it's always <laughs> better. Always come it. on, man. You're right. You know how I like the party. Yeah, we can have a good time, man. Hey, so are you gonna are you gonna come to, to the after party we have in uh, in Houston? Oh, what? Me and Eric Anders, we're going to do an after party. Oh, yeah, boy. You mean you and your
2: boy?
1: Yeah, boy. boy. Yeah. Your boy, yeah.
2: Yeah, boy. Like that? No, it's Flavor Flavor.
1: (laughs) Flav. That's 1989, Flavor Flav.
2: I really want to bring back the what's up. What's up? (laughs) That was so much fun. Let's all do it. These diamonds, right? Come on, come on, let's go, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Let's do it. Ring, ring. Pick up the phone,
3: just
2: hello, hello, What's up? What's up? <laughs> Yes, ready, let's call Jimmy now. Hey,
1: Jimmy, ring, ring. The number you have reached has been <laughs> disconnected. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that thing never should have went away. It's so much fun to do. Then blend it to perfection and cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
0: Do you want a beautiful lawn?
1: Wait, wait, Dean, I forgot to ask you, too, before I forget. Sorry, but my mind is bad, too. What You were with D.C. when he had that confrontation? Yeah. What, what happened? Because I've seen a couple of, of videos. I'm a little tired of Jake Paul, but, I mean, it, it was something involving D.C. So what happened and, and what started it?
3: So basically, like, when, when Jake Paul first got there, like, D.C. was coming back from, I think, the bathroom or something like that. And as he was walking, like, Jake Paul might have said something to him and D.C. saw him. And all I heard D.C. was like, he looked at him and was like, yo, don't play with me, boy, I'll slap you. So then that was like early in the night. And as soon as he said that, I said, you know, where I'm at the table next to DC. So I like wrote him a little note. I was like, hey, I wrote him out and said, if Jake Paul starts something, yo, make sure you come and get me. And then he was like, cool, cool, cool. So then later in the night, I'm chilling, I'm standing. I think I was talking to, to Brian, Dana, security guy, and Megan O'Leary comes up, Megan, Megan O'Leary comes up and she gets me and says, hey, can can you go see, check on DC? I think he's about to get in a fight. And I said, uh oh. Cause he, and then I just I ran over there and DC and was in Jake Paul's face. Like, boy, I slap you. I slap you right here. I slap you right here. And you know, Jake Paul was in trying to mouth off. And then his little goofy bouncers was over there trying to mouth off. So that's when I came in. It was, you know what I'm saying? Like, as i swing on one of the bouncers, you know what I'm saying? I don't know about Jake Paul because you know he knocked out Ben. I didn't want to be the next dude. I was a DC handle that one, but I was gonna swing on one of them bouncers.
2: Thomas, hold on. Don't even joke around and make like that you couldn't fucking strangle the fuck out of Jake Paul.
3: Oh, no. Nah, like if, if I had to, I would have hopped over that little barrier and put him in a damn crucifix.
2: Yeah, listen. Dean, Listen, all right, the way I look at it is, man, DC's, you know, when you're used to doing what we're doing, dude, shut the fuck up with this. Him and, his, him and the other guy that was talking to Tyron. I you, saw the
1: video, by the way, Matt. I was you, furious watching that video.
2: You, yeah. It's like, dude, what do you do? This guy will take you down and elbow you into the fucking earth. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm something gene, something by signed by something. Hammett. Dude, nobody gives a fuck. How about that? Nobody gives a
1: fuck. <laughs> nobody gives a fuck, dude. Yeah, what started you know what that? It started when they were. Whatever limb we want to take. That's it. Do you know what started that? Because I, I watched that Tyron video and I was so annoyed at this guy talking. To, like it's And it's like, because Tyron would just put you on the ground and choke you into unconscious. If he wanted to choke you, he would choke you. What started that was Tyron saying something about the gloves and the guy was being an asshole or was Tyron fucking with the gloves and the other guy was, I I didn't see how it started.
3: I'm not really sure how it started to be honest, man. Like all I know is the dude was like, yeah, I'm signed by whoever Al Heyman or whatever. And he was like, he was just like dangling the gloves. going, you don't know nothing about these. You don't know nothing about these. And I'm sitting there thinking like, what is like at this moment, like what's stopping Tyron from just kicking this dude in his face? Like Tyron could just literally kick this guy right in his face. Like what's, and I'm trying to like read Tyron's body language. Like what's stopping him from doing it. But I was kind of hoping that he would just do it. Just turn and just yeah, spin, kick that dude right in his mouth.
1: Or is it that fact that th- that guy is trying to get a fight with Tyron? Like, is that, is everything now jockeying for position because Tyron's contract is up. So is, is a guy like that going, fuck it. I'm going to make, I'm going to see if I can go Tyron. Ty- I mean, Jake Paul is a, a little annoying, but I mean, he's smart. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's going there, and, and there's 17,000 people going, Fuck Jake Paul. Like, everyone knows who he is. So, guys, for the pay, they're going to want to line up and fight him. I mean, uh, it, it's kind of a smart strategy.
3: It is a smart strategy, but, and they're also taking advantage of the toughness of the MMA guys. Cause, you know, MMA guys, we don't give a damn. We will fight anybody, anywhere. So, it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Boxing, whatever. But, like, but they know they won't come to MMA and fight. Like, that's the thing. So, let's not do it in something neutral. Like, even bare knuckle is kind of neutral and i think bare knuckle would be a, would be more fair so like let tyron and this guy
1: fight bare knuckle and see what happens would tyron do it hell yeah he would do it <laughs> i know tyron he would certainly do that but it's hard to fight a pure boxer. I mean, if you're an MMA guy, because it, it's just you know boxers. That's that's what they do. It's and it's difficult to lose half your weapons. You know, as a, as a fighter, you guys are losing half of your weapons. You're losing kicks and takedowns and elbows and knees and fucking you know. And the clinch is not going to get uh, 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 broken up. You, you clinch in boxing, they just separate you. You don't have to worry about being taken down.
3: I mean, Matt can tell you like when we talk about like specific disciplines. Matt'll tell you like like a pure jujitsu player that does pure jujitsu has an advantage over an MMA guy doing Jujitsu. jitsu It's just the way it is, you know what I'm saying? Because like sure. the timing is different, the distance is different, grips are different, you're looking for different things. So when you go into boxing it's the same thing, like the distance is different, foot positioning is different, the way you hold your hands, you can head movement. So like it's unfair for MMA guys to get in there because like what we see and what the people see are just punches being thrown. So they don't know the difference. Right. But when, yeah, so they don't really know what they're looking at. They don't know the difference. But for someone who box and someone who doesn't have there's a big difference in that. It's only the and, but the only thing that's, you know, what are taking advantage of is MMA guys don't care. MMA guys are like, Shit. you know, I fought, I fight in a cage. I'll fight you in boxing. I don't care. And it's unfair. And it's, and it's, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that they take advantage of us that way, but that's what's happening right now.
1: And it's also like, you know, like to, to not have to defend leg kicks, um, you know, it's boxers don't have to, I think mean, I'm not knocking boxers. What they do is fucking amazing, but they don't have to defend somebody throwing a kick at their legs or, or, you know, or they don't have to defend Ovin St. Prue throwing that giant left leg into the middle of their, their stomach. You know, it's just, a, it's a, it's a different thing.
3: And this is not a knock against boxers, but right. in, on a, on a, on a scale of toughness, dudes boxers are generally not as tough as MMA guys. Like in a boxing, like when you foul a boxer, like you punch him in the back of his head, Even in sparring or practice, the first thing they do is they start complaining. MMA guys don't give a damn, man. MMA guys don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? We're used to getting kicked and kneed and elbowed in the face. So, like, we're used to taking impact. You foul a boxer, man, they start crying and complaining. And that was the first thing I learned back in the 90s when I used to spar with boxers. I was like, man, why are they complaining so much? And it was because like they're they're used to fighting with them rules and that rule set, and you foul them, they're going to complain about it. Yeah, man, that's all
1: fucked up. Let me tell let me, let me ask you something. I, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I love how I love how much Matt wants to strangle that guy.
3: Matt's <laughs> just like, nah, just get, let me get my hands. Yeah, on. he just wants to choke him.
1: <laughs> I remember a
2: while ago hearing about a new movie coming out, and what I heard about it. I go, oh my god, it might be finally time. This is amazing. And the movie was gonna be called Jiu-Jitsu. So I go, wow. I go, Jiu-Jitsu, what could it possibly be? I go, could it be like the origins of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Could it be what I would be Hicks and Gracie on the beach with Hugo Dorte? Give him a smack in the face. And could it be then the the the, the Lutra Livre guys? What could this be? And then I found out Nick Cajun is, is in it. And I go, "Whoa, well, you know, the eyebrows went up. I go, he was in Leaving Las Vegas. So I'm sitting there still hope. Frank <laughs> Rillo. Oh, I like Frank Rillo. And then the guy, Alan Musasi, who's the stunt guy. He's like the lead. And I went, oh, okay. So I listened. I watched something. Unwatchable. <laughs> oh,
1: no.
2: Unwatchable. You can't watch it. I tried. I want to run into traffic after a little, watching a little bit of it. Oh, wait a minute. What's it about? What's it about? Oh, it's, oh, Dean Thomas. Let me tell you something. I don't even know. I just think it sh- was utter shit. <laughs> so when I'm watching this thing and I'm like, oh, wait, wait. Is there aliens? What is this? Predator? What is, oh, look at the budget on this. Then I hear Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo is awesome in anything. So I like like oh Frank, you can't even help this movie at all, Frank. <laughs> he,
1: <laughs> holy fuck! <laughs> you weren't a fan of the film?
2: Oh, I want to switch my art. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer Sarah Karate. Coming here, you know, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start practicing kata. This is bullshit. Where that can you even find this movie? Movie? I, this movie's on Netflix. Ah. And I just started, I'm like this, oh, I go, I don't even know what's out. This is amazing. I heard about this.
1: I'm going to watch this movie now. I, I need you to watch some of it. Jiu-jitsu, yeah. Ooh. Isn't it, is Nick Cage the fighter? Is he a jiu-jitsu fighter?
2: I, no, no. He's a guy showing up for a paycheck.
1: By the way, the, um, <laughs> the, 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 the movie box should tell you that a movie stinks. When the box is somebody looking and everyone's looking directly into camera, and someone's holding a sword, that movie stinks. That's always an indicator that you're not in for a good film experience. When, when everyone in the cast is looking at the camera, it, it's a shit film. That's usually
2: the- You know what? You could, the way you almost described that with the sword was like The 13th Warrior with Antonio Banderas. And that movie is the opposite of shit. That movie is a cult classic. Mm-hmm. And I want everybody to try to watch that movie.
1: Well, he's holding the sword, Matt, and there's, there's, there's something glistening off it, of the glint of the sunlight in, in jujitsu. Look, look at the box cover if you can see it, Dean. It's a, it's, he's holding it. Watch the way the sunlight is glinting off the sword <laughs> into a blue light, and you're like, oh, this is shit.
3: Oh, I my God. Something. I got I to gotta see this movie. Oh, you want to see Matt it? No? unwatchable. I, I, gotta, I have to give it a try. have to.
2: I, I, I was trying to find something to, to, to hold on to. You know, Dean Thomas, what's the last thing you've seen and enjoyed? You're you're a uh, a movie
3: buff. Mm, the last movie I seen it. You know what the last? It's been a while actually since I've seen a movie and enjoyed a movie or a series. But so I try I tried to watch uh, Kong vs Godzilla. Mm. How was that? I I couldn't make it through, man. Same thing. I couldn't make it through. I fell asleep. It sucks. I guess so. I fell asleep. But so what I watched it was really good. Was um oh my goodness, what so was that movie? Um. American skin. It sounds weird. Sounds like something Jimmy would watch. What is it? No, it's, you know, it's, it's some, you know, it's done by, it's done by, it's a Spike Lee film. So it's, you know, it's on some, uh, you know, black, uh, political, not political, but, uh, social justice type stuff.
1: Now, <gasps> is, it, is it a bad, who's in it? Cause his, he's always, he always gets the great work out of his, uh, his actors. Um, Nate Parker. Okay. I don't know. Nate so Parker.
3: Nate, Nate Parker actually wrestled at, uh, I want to say Penn state. Oh, yeah. And he he was in um uh, that movie. Oh, I can't remember the name of the movie. See, my brain is all scrambled now. But look him up. Nate Parker. Um, but he's a tremendous actor. It's about the cops shoot his son. He's a black guy. The cops shoot his son. And then he takes the police station hostage.
2: Wow. It sounds like a feel good movie.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's of something that's
2: going to make me yeah. feel.
3: No, it's not. Well, actually, it does. Man, the end is a good. It, it ends well. Put it okay. that way. Well,
2: hopefully it ends better than Fight the Power. That was like, what was yeah. that movie called Fight the Power? <laughs> do the right thing? Do
3: the right thing.
2: Yeah. Oh. I love that movie. Every time I see it. Want pizza. makes so- me want pizza. <laughs> that was pizza. It makes me want pizza. Dow's pizza looked delicious. <laughs> that is like a a- how I got wall?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great film. That's
2: you know, a great is- film. I'm not going to do any of those lines, but I'm going to say that I enjoyed it. <laughs> Thomas, <laughs> Dean Thomas, we're so good for race relations. Yeah.
3: You, you know? We are good for race relations. Like we almost single-handedly ended racism. But I think we're going to do it in Houston.
2: Right, Dean Thomas, so, I, I listen, I like that you got a memo on the stuff we're going to do and meanwhile I go there and I find out like on the spot.
3: No, actually I think Mick told me. Mick Maynard told me. Well, you tell me after this. I like to keep the Yeah, beat. I'm going to tell you after this. Mick told yeah. me. Cuz yeah. I saw him on on the slide. So he
1: told me what's up.
2: Text me after this because I want to know what the hell's going on. Why don't you just let them surprise you?
1: Maybe they, wanna, they like you and you're surprised. You're very good off the cuff.
2: Thank you. You're welcome. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah. So, guys, listen. I did not bring up, and I want to bring up because I was very impressed with his performance, is Brendan Allen versus Carl Roberts. Mm. Yep, Carl. Yep. I mean, now, first of all, Carl Robinson looked like he was almost getting out of trouble going for a leg. And Dean Thomas, you know this about me. But anytime I was in bottom in the UFC, I'm telling you, I could take it three times right at the back of my head, right at the top of my head, back of my head, is I like to attack the legs. Guys go to defend them, I get on
3: top. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I don't like to play that whole little fucking foot fest when we're playing in that little entanglement, you know? Yeah. I mean, because then it's like, all right, I got you. Uh Uh-oh, your foot's not so easy to break. You brought mine across. Now you have me. Now I'm getting fucked. So, I mean, uh, I was impressed for a second when Carl Robinson went to attack the leg to get out, but then he stayed in there too long, and he, you know, he tried to get the submission, put his legs at risk, and next thing you know, Brandon Allen is taking that thing home with him.
1: Wasn't there five or six seconds left in the round, two too? When he t- it was really close to the end of the round, right? Yeah, it was. It, when, when the submission's on like that,
2: it's... Uh, two more seconds is two, two, two seconds too long. It's the joint going in the wrong direction. It's the, the it's the knee getting torn apart. It's the elbow getting broken. So, it's, you know. And I mean, the only thing I've ever seen with a guy, it's a little different too with the arms and the legs and whatnot, is maybe Tony Ferguson, who's fucking kind of like a total psychopath. Because normally, it's just an instinct. You might not want to tap, but you'll be like, ah, tap. Yeah. Like you might not want to. It would just
1: be like an instinct.
2: You know? Yeah, but Tony's oh, not too normal in a good way for the cage, you know.
1: And, and am I the only one who thought that? Uh, I, I think uh, Sukulich is that how you say his name uh, over Grant. I thought he should have won that decision.
3: Hell yeah, he yeah, got I, robbed.
1: Yeah, I, think I, think terrible, yeah. I don't know
3: what the judges were watching in that fight. Like no, I, terrible! You, I don't, I'd love to see, hear them justify how they gave that fight to Davy to Dave, uh, Grant because, man, uh, Sukulich. Yeah, Dwight Grant. I, Davey Grant. Who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Dwight Grant. Uh, but Sukulich, I mean, he looked, I thought he looked good. Yeah. I thought he controlled the fight from start to finish. I would
1: love to see how they can justify giving it to Dwight Grant. I don't think they can. I I, I am curious about that sometimes, too. Like, I actually, if I remember correctly, I thought that yeah, Chick should have gotten the nod over um, Zhang. I, I remember thinking that Joanna won that fight. But it's like one of those. It's so close. You can you could see how somebody saw it you know, the other way. But sometimes you watch it and you're like, what the fuck did they see? What did they see? That Your not in that,
2: The size of a balloon.
1: Yeah, it, it was <laughs> definitely more damaged. The, the judges were like,
2: well, who did that round go to? Well, there's Wiley and then let me see Joanna. Wow! I mean, that thing! Yeah. I felt horrible for that girl. <laughs> that girl likes to do the old Instagram pics and she's an attractive girl, so... That it was
1: just like a it's like she got a balloon head. Well that one so that one you could see, like that. you could see that one. But the but with this one, you're like, I would love to see the guy go back and explain round by round how they scored. Like when you see sometimes 30-27, 30-27 in, in, in a and then uh they, they give the 27-30. You're like, how the fuck did they see the entire fight differently than somebody else? You've seen those once in a while too.
3: There was one on this card. I can't remember remember which one it was but it was like
1: it was like uh actually it was um vargas over ju yeah it was uh there was 30 26 yeah yeah yeah, the others yeah. Were 29 28 yeah yeah was like, like, patrick, patrick sabatini though did great yeah yeah he did. he's a tough he's a tough guy man
2: He he's from daniel gracie right who's, who's who's a buddy of mine over in philadelphia and he fought before he got into ufc he fought one of my black belts uh I think even Rogan uh, mentioned it, James Gonzalez. And James got him. It's on James Gonzalez's uh, Instagram. And he got him. It, it was on it was at the Cage Fury, I believe. And he got his elbow and he took the elbow out from an Uma plata. So the arm was like hanging off. Oh I Jimmy, I showed you the clip when it happened. And that dude didn't tap. The dude was just sitting there like, oh man, fuck. <laughs> my like my, my <laughs> So that's how tough that fucking kid is. But what a nice um skill set by Patrick Sabatini, because Tristan Connolly was there to fight. Yeah. And, uh, I thought that Sabatini for his first time in there was very poised. And I, I thought uh, I loved the way he, he uh, changed levels for those double legs. And I'll tell you, I was impressed with him, especially for his first time in there.
3: You know? Yeah, he, he's able to stay composed and he fought a great fight, great strategy, was able to keep it. And even when Tristan Connolly kind of like was coming back in the third round, like he was still able to keep his wits about him and just still be able to take advantage. So, like, Pat Sabatini, like, he comes from that Philly stock, man. Like, them boys over there, them boys love to fight in Philly.
1: Yeah, fucking Alvarez. Um, yeah. Who, who else Felder. Paul yeah. Felder. Even boxers, too. Fucking, Sean uh, Brady. Larry Holmes. Fucking uh, Meldrick Taylor. There's a lot of g- good, good fighters that came out Rocky. of Philadelphia. Rocky. by the of course. I mean, the quintessential uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe Frazier. Yeah, I couldn't stop saying the name after that. Sonny Liston. I want to just keep naming tough guys from Philly. I just want to sing.
2: I just want to sing the name. I just want to Sabatini, 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 Sabatini. Hold on, Sabatini, 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 Sabatini. You might cut out. Sabatini, Patrick Sabatini, 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 Sabatini. Sabatini, Sabatini, come on,
3: Dean Thomas, ready? Patrick Sabatini, 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 yeah, Sabatini, 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 Sabatini,
2: Sabatini, Sabatini,
3: Sabatini, Patrick
2: Sabatini. Anyway, Jimmy, come back. We're done. I'm here. I did that with my friend Dean Thomas. It's a little. This gets us ready for our little road trip. Yeah, it does. our road trip to Joe Rogan's. really be like, wait here. He'd be like, I did not book you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, I hey, told you Jimmy know. to tell you no. No, Yo,
2: it's your old friend. Didn't Jimmy tell you we were coming? Joe Rogan. Yeah. Elon Musk the waste. Do you know go. how
1: much I would love to tell Matt that you guys are booked and have you show up there and have Joe go, what the fuck are you doing here?
2: You yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say we're grandfathered in. And I'm going to say I'm going to run into him. And he's going to be like, Matt, I heard you wanted to come on. Why didn't you just call me? And I go,
3: oh, Joe. Yeah. That's he's nice. going to say that, Matt. You know he's going
1: to
2: say that. Yeah, he's a buddy of mine.
3: Whether he means it or not, that's different. Yeah. Well, listen,
2: people, yeah. I'm announcing now. <laughs> I'm not announcing nothing. Maybe announcing what's going on. The guy's going to hear this tape somewhere. They play for him. I think I'm a fucking stalker. Listen, all I do know is it's not too late for either one of you to join me on the Champ and the Tramp tomorrow night.
1: Who wants well, to I, do I, a road trip, Jimmy? I wasn't invited, so I, 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 don't, I have to uh, say no. All right, Dean Thomas, you're out of state right now. Where are you? You're in Florida?
3: If I listen, if I was if I was in New York, man, I would go with you. You would love to. I would. You know?
2: Dad, Jimmy's not gonna know until one day, many, many years from now, this show gets canceled. Not no no time recent. No time okay. soon. I hope not. But many, many moons from now, it's gonna end. Weeks are gonna go by. A couple of weeks are gonna go by, Jimmy's gonna be like, oh, this is kind of good. I don't get to see this this that big mouth, bald headed guy. And then <laughs> you would to be like Man, it's, it's kind of quiet in my life My life's a little It's not as loud as it was, was.
1: I know, and, and I'll say that I'll be laying next to a jackhammer It'll be, It's a little quieter than it used to be <laughs> I'm not that loud, Jimmy I'm not that loud at all An hour of Dean Thomas is good Because I, I don't like to split your time with anybody So I'm happy it was just oh. you Thank you, my brother That's what I'm talking about Yeah, Dean Thomas and you know, uh I like you as well.
2: And uh soon I'm gonna be with you in, in in Texas doing god knows what, but we're gonna have a good time and the world will know. Could you do me a favor, maybe learn the words to a couple of those post Malone songs?
3: No, I'm gonna start learning the words yeah. to all the post Malone songs. I'm gonna buy the album and I'm just gonna get the read all the words.
2: Listen, it's it's it's, it's You don't gotta go out there but it's not like you go out and get thriller and the fuck you don't gotta buy the album. <laughs> <laughs> all right? Could you get with the times? Just oh, watch it on YouTube a bunch of times with the words. <laughs> it's the nowadays, you go to the bar. what are you going to get the fucking title? I was going to go get the tape. No, you could do that. <laughs> Listen to me.
3: What do you want to plug, Dean Thomas? You're all over the place. Um, let's see. What am I going to plug? You know what? I got, I got some uh some Dean Diaries coming out soon. Is a new Dean Diaries coming? Yeah, I got a new one. I did one on Michael Chandler. So shit.
2: Yeah,
3: Where do they pitch that? On the- well, it's not out yet. It'll probably will probably air the week of his fight. So and, and you guys are gonna enjoy it too because I we get deep. Me and Michael Chandler get deep. Oh nice. Wow. Yeah. Well, deep so, as
1: far as like philosophical,
3: philosophical. Ooh. Philosophical. Yeah, philosophical. So I think everybody's gonna enjoy that. But yeah, so check that out when it comes out. Other than that, listen, looking for a fight, we're gonna be back in Houston. Come yeah. say hello to us. Me and Matt, we're going to be out there if y'all want to come to the party. I mean, you and Eric, you me born. and Eric Anders having a party at like Sound Garden Beer, Sound Beer, whatever it's called. I don't know.
2: It what's the name of it?
3: I
1: can't remember.
2: I gotta know the, the name of it, the after party. Well, you're going to plug it
1: again.
3: Yeah, I'm going to plug it again.
2: I'll, I'll tell you one place probably.
1: Matt and Dean won't be in Austin at Joe Rogan's house. <laughs> <laughs> <There'll> be- <laughs> nope. Yeah, we will. We're going, to, I'm going
2: to find a, we're going to find a way to get out to Joe Rogan. I I you never listen to me, you never know what'll
1: happen. But all I know is we got a good times coming. Jimmy, what do you got yes. to Uh the Chip Chipperson podcast is a brand new one up. It is very popular. Uh go to chipchipperson.com or go get a shirt. Um uh, the YouTube is where the you can see the podcast. And if you want a shirt, go to chipchipperson.com. How could you not? Dean, thank you. And Matt, of course, uh, people want to take some jujitsu lessons. Where can they go? Oh, go to
2: SarahBJJ.com for all your jujitsu needs. I don't fucking know.
1: Listen, now I'm teaching
2: my arm locks in Huntington, Long Island. I'm having a good time. I'm also on Cameo. You know what I might also do, guys? Not to be a total whore, but this other thing got in touch with me about doing like almost like video calls for like a little bit of cash. Like they set up like 15 minute things where you could have Zoom thing. It's interesting. I'm thinking about doing it. But I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be, I don't have the whole day to talk to people. But like 15 minute <laughs> windows, you sell that for something. And then I can just sit here and I can just chat with people. You think that's a fucking good idea? Or no? That's a good, that's a great idea. Jimmy, what do you think about that? Am I a total whore if I do that? No, no, no. I think it's great. I kids. Yeah. You know, I like to talk. I'm 100% with Are you. you? Somebody do that it. That likes to talk about comic books or video games. Yeah. Or pop culture.
3: Yeah. Or how shitty a YouTube movie is.
2: <laughs> anyway, listen. Yeah, I'm on cameo. I'll tell you about the other thing eventually. And uh, Jimmy, I'll Facetime you later. Dean, talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on, brother. All
1: right. All right, fellas. Thanks, Dean. Matt, I'll talk to you in a couple of days. Bye, guys. See you, gang. See you, peace. For 25
2: years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
0: Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once in a lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two